0: Jesus was crucified, raised from the dead, taken into heaven by God. And from there, he established the New Testament church today. He also gave the ministers to the New Testament church. We read about it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. When he, Jesus, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry For the edifying of the body of Christ. The word some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Some is an unspecified number of people to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Some is more than one. The apostle Paul is an example of one of these apostles and teachers given by Jesus after his crucifixion and resurrection into heaven. From heaven Jesus spoke to Paul to make him a minister, an apostle teacher. Paul told us about it in Acts chapter 9. He also told us about it when he talked to King Agrippa in Acts 26. Paul said to King Agrippa, starting at verse 9 of Acts 26, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them, says Paul. And I punished them often, in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme and being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom I now send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Paul was an apostle, preacher, and teacher. Preacher's not actually a ministry office, but it's something that you do. Apostle preacher Teacher. The ministry office is given to the church by Jesus after his resurrection. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 4. No, they are not popes. They are not archbishops. They are not vicars, as they're called in England. They are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I'll speak to you about the two offices that I know best, which are apostle and prophet, and tell you what God showed me about those two offices. I was driving along the road one day in approximately 1979 and I heard this word from God. I have called you and set you in the body of Christ as an apostle. I was shocked. I said, Apostle? What's an apostle? I'd often been shown that I was a prophet. Often. My pastor from the pulpit one day on a Sunday morning said, Joan is not a teacher. She's a prophetess. I'd never told that to anyone at all at the church where I was attending. When pastor said that, our Bible teacher just nearly jumped out of his skin because he told me, he said, often I started to tell the class that you're a teacher. And he said, I always had a check in my spirit that you weren't a teacher. So I didn't tell him. He said, I knew you were something, but I didn't know what you were. Well, they still didn't know I was an apostle. I never did tell anybody. But the pastor revealed to the congregation that I'm a prophet, which is true. The first thing God started teaching me after I was born again was about prophets. He took me to every section of Scripture on prophets in both the Old and New Testament. But apostle... That was something totally new to me, and I said, what's an apostle? I went to our Bible teacher, and I didn't tell him I was called as an apostle. I just said to him, we profess at this church to believe in apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that were set in the church for the work of the ministry, which one are the apostles? He was absolutely dumbfounded. He said, I don't know. And I said, well, what do they do in the church? What kind of work do they do? And he said, I don't know. We had several people who said they were prophets. We had several people who were thought to be pastors and evangelists, but not apostles. Nobody professed to be an apostle. Well, they've got to be there. It said that after Jesus arose, he gave some apostles, that means multiple apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Who are they and what do they do? I had no example. So I told God, I said, well, I don't know what they do. You'll just have to show me. He did. He took me to Acts chapter 15 to show me the work of apostles in the New Testament church. Acts chapter 15 verse 1 And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question Do they have to be circumcised, the Gentiles, to be saved or not? The apostles and elders were going to decide this, and being brought On their way by the church, they passed through Phineas and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there arose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed in Jesus saying that it was needful to circumcise them, the Gentiles, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider this matter. Now you're beginning to see the work of an apostle in the New Testament church. They sorted through doctrine, established doctrine. It was published as the New Testament Bible, the inspired word of God. For all of us to see. What about today? We have holy bibles we have new testament bibles the problem today is many of the churches have left the doctrines presented in parts of the new testament bible and have set up other doctrines apostles are ordained by god to deal with doctrine And they are going to try to get the people to return today to all the doctrine. For example, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, we read words of Jesus where he says, The man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, how many times have you heard that spoken at your church? Probably never. I've never heard it spoken at a church. Matthew five thirty-two: The man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Also, Jesus spoke in that same passage of Scripture saying, If a man puts away his wife, divorces his wife, for any reason other than fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. She will commit adultery if she remarries. Have you ever heard that spoken? But especially the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. They must have taught it at some of the churches somewhere in the 40s. My best friend, after I was born again, was a Baptist woman who, as a young woman, went off to Rome, Italy, as a concert pianist. While she was in Italy, she met a young man named Del Monte Yes, it is the tomato sauce manufacturer. Very wealthy young man, and they wanted to marry. But before they could marry, she had to become Catholic. She was raised Baptist. So she went to whatever they go to to become a Catholic, learned their doctrine, became a Catholic. Her stepfather, in the United States, told her she could not return to their home as a Catholic. They did return to the United States, she and her young husband. As soon as they got to New Orleans and he got in the United States, according to her, he left her for another woman. She divorced. Later, she married a man at a Bible church in Dallas. One day, I was at her house, and I noticed some unusual silver pitchers and pieces of serving ware, platters. And I said, I've never seen anything like this. Where did you get these? She said, well, I need to tell you, I was married when I was in Italy to a Catholic boy, and his family gave me these pieces of silver. She had kept it a secret that she had been divorced. She didn't tell it at the church where Hal was. Hal, his wife, had died of cancer and left him with three small children to raise. He wanted to marry. He was looking for a wife at the church he attended. There were two women he was interested in. One of them was my friend Donna, the concert pianist, and the other was just a woman who hadn't been married. He began dating Donna, fell in love with her, and after he had fallen in love with her, she told him, She had been divorced. She'd been divorced in the United States. She married while she was in Italy. But he went ahead and married her. But I think he knew the scripture because I said to him, if you had known Donna was divorced, would you have dated her? He got very silent and for a few minutes thought it over. And he said to me, no, I don't believe I would have dated her if I had known she was divorced. So apparently they taught this scripture at the churches where he had been raised in the 1940s. Let's just read it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 32. Jesus said, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication. Jesus is saying the only scriptural reason to divorce your wife is fornication, if she is committing fornication. Whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. When she remarries, she'll commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Have you ever heard that scripture? I've never heard it taught at a church. But that is what Jesus says. Mark chapter 10. Jesus said that God intended marriage to be for life. Till death do you part. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians chapter (laughs) 6 verse 17 and he says flee fornication for every sin that a man doeth is without the body but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body he told the men even if you have sex with a prostitute you become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse Flee fornication. We'll continue tomorrow talking about this subject of apostle and what God showed me about it. Thank you for letting me share this with you today.